Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. Well, good morning. Y'all doing good? Did you enjoy Christmas worship this morning? Awesome, awesome. I encourage you. Don't stop just because church is over once we dismiss. Right? Come on. Continue worshiping all throughout the Christmas season. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. He is so good to us. Um, We're continuing our series. We're actually ending it today, Down to Earth, where we've been talking about the fact that Everyone seems to like Jesus. Um, in my, my discussions with people who don't believe, it's not because of Jesus that they don't believe. They all like Jesus. Uh, they just don't like those of us that follow Jesus. Or maybe they don't like some of the perceived uh, rules and regulations of the religion, and so you know, they've rejected it. But I found that Jesus was very down-to-earth. He, he, he drew massive crowds uh, when he was on the earth, so much so that he could barely find time to get away with his disciples. He had to go literally to other cities and regions to get some time alone to pour into them. He had to stay up all night in order to pray. Um, and so, uh, so you see this down-to-earth nature of Jesus um, w- was pretty amazing. So we've been talking about that. We talked about the fact that, that humility was one of the hallmarks of Jesus' ministry. And humility is simply accurately determining who's in in charge, and then acting accordingly. Then we talked about relatability. Jesus was so relatable. Relatability is when people can connect to you because they feel like you understand them. Um, And as followers of Jesus, we need to be relatable as well, right? Uh, We also talked about last week, Eric, uh, if you were here, our youth pastor Eric shared it was awesome. Uh, I watched the live stream, and uh, he talked about honesty. Uh, Being truthful uh, is not just fueled by facts, it's fueled by compassion. And this is the life that Jesus lived. And then, again, we need to emulate Christ in what we do as well. Uh, Thank you for letting us be gone last uh, weekend. My wife needs prayer. She thought it would be a good idea to give herself a birthday present where she would go and run on a mountain for over 14 hours, go go 50 miles, um, and uh, over 9,000 feet of elevation. And so she did it. She finished. Isn't that amazing? Really, really, we were so proud. So we all went to Chattanooga and, and cheered her on, and it was a blast. It was a uh, really, really good time. She did say afterwards, you don't have to worry about me wanting to do this again. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, it was her birthday. Um, I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but it rhymes with smorty. So you'll be sure and tell Tiff uh, happy birthday when you see her. This morning, I've entitled this message, Shopping for Jesus. How many of you have done your Christmas shopping? You all done? Any last-minute gifts that you still need? Anything? Yeah, 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 that's me too. 
I always calculate the very last moment that Prime can get uh, an Amazon package to me, right? And then immediately, if you're like me, you, you, hit, uh, you hit OK, and, and you bought the item, and boom, track it. Like, I want to track it immediately. I want to make sure that guy in the warehouse has put his hands on that package and is, you know, shipping it off to me. So, um, but yeah, so what if... Jesus was still on the earth. You guys know, when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the birthday, Jesus' birth. What if Jesus was born today? And we'd heard about it. What would you give to him? What would he even want? Do you you even have anything that's worth anything to him? Well, Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 talks about the wise men, and we talked about them a couple weeks ago, also known as the Magi. They were foreigners from the east. They actually gave some interesting gifts. These are not like gifts that we got when we had babies. We got pacifiers and bibs and diapers and onesies and all that kind of stuff. But they came and they gave gifts to Jesus. And you guys know that they gave gold and frankincense, but wait, there's myrrh. You're going to use it. You know you are. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? Those, those are the gifts that, uh, those are the, gifts that the, the wise men gave to Jesus. Now, gold makes a lot of sense. Gold, money, right? How many of you like it when you, when you receive money for a, a gift? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, that's like, now, but I don't want you to think that gold was just the gift certificate of the first century, Okay. Um, I, I like gift certificates, although it's, it's funny when someone gives you a gift certificate, they like lock you into one particular story store. It's kind of like saying, um, you know, I don't really trust you with cash. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you go to a real store. Okay. So it, it, gold was specifically the gift that you gave to a king. And, and so the wise men knew before so many other people that this baby was actually a king. And so it wasn't just a nice gift. And, and people don't talk about this, but this was huge for Mary and Joseph. Like, I don't know how much, we don't know how much gold was given, but gold was incredibly, um, uh, had a lot of worth back then. Um, Mary and Joseph most likely didn't have a lot. This probably sent them into the next tax bracket. I mean, this was a big deal that they gave this gold. They also gave frankincense. Now, we're not as familiar with frankincense. Uh, it sounds like uh, Frankenstein or something, but it was an incense that was used by the priesthood and in temple sacrifices. It was actually very expensive as well. It's kind of, a, kind of a weird gift to give someone who has no temple role, who isn't part of the Levite tribe, who, um, you know, who had, had no real use for this, but it was a prophetic statement about the fact that Jesus was not only king, but he was priest as well. He was the high priest. See, before, there's this whole system of sacrifices where the priest would go in, they'd kill animals, they'd sprinkle blood. It's all outlined in the Old Testament, and that's what would take care of our sin problem. But when the wise men came, they heard, see, they're not even Jewish. God used their own language of astrology to speak to them. And they gave a prophetic statement to the king, Jesus, of frankincense. They also gave myrrh. Now, this is the weirdest one of all. 
Because myrrh was used for a few things, but what it was really known for was it was a perfuming agent that was specifically used to wrap up with a dead body. Can you imagine you have a baby, someone comes into your house and says, here's some Glade. It's kind of like if anyone ever offers me breath mints, I always think, do I need them? What are you trying to tell me right now? So they bring something that smells good. Something that smells so good, it's used in burial preparation. And they bring it to a baby. That's weird. That's odd. But again, it was a prophetic statement. It wasn't just air freshener. It was a prophetic statement about the intended role of the Christ, who was to sacrifice his life, who was to die on behalf of the sins of the people. These are odd gifts. And we've, we can rattle them off, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because many of us grew up in church. But, you know, my kids for Christmas, you know, as your kids get older, they learn to expect gifts, and they begin to make a list, right? And it's, it actually gets pretty nice. You just go down the list, no, no, no. Yes, that's how we do it at my house. And so, so what if Jesus made a list? What would he want from you? Let's go shopping for Jesus, you guys. Y'all ready? Let's do this. What gift does Jesus want from you? I actually have some gifts for Jesus up front. I'm going to try to unwrap these myself. I might need some help. So here's our first one. So Isaac, could you come help me, buddy? Can you come unwrap this? I'm one-handed this morning. So we're going to unwrap Jesus' first present, and we're going to see what he wants. We're going to go shopping for him, okay? Ooh, I think I see an Amazon label. Cool, 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 cool. You can be messy. It's okay. Just like, just like Christmas morning. Cool. All right, now open the box. Should have thought this through a little bit better. This is taped a lot harder than I expected it to be. That's right. Use those that nunly grip. You got it, buddy. Wow, Jim, thank you, buddy. Oh, we got a knife. Oh, don't give it. Oh, that was one of the ones we checked off the Christmas list. Cool. All right, almost there. Oh, this is, whoa. This is interesting. All right, check this out. Oh, look at this. It's a traffic light. Huh, thanks, buddy. Wow. What would Je- Why would Jesus want a traffic light? Well, here's what traffic lights do, right? They tell you when to stop. They tell you when to go. And they tell you when to proceed with caution. First thing that Jesus wants from us for Christmas is he wants our obedience. He wants our obedience. Now, obedience, compliance, submission, these were so independent in our culture, we don't like these words. We don't like the, I don't want to obey. That's what children do. Well, here's the thing. God loves you like crazy. He has an unconditional love towards you. But don't think that just because God loves you unconditionally that he doesn't have a say in what he, how he wants you to live your life. 
Don't, don't mistake God's unconditional love, his mercy for you, for the fact that there are some instructions that he's given to you. And, and, and just like a good father would give instructions to their child, he wants you to follow these instructions. He wants you to obey. James chapter 1, 22 through 24, it says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. You know, some of us, we come here on Sundays, and, and, and we, we, we behold the glory of God, and we're worshiping the Lord, and, and but then as soon as we leave this building, we forget what we look like. We forget who we really are. We forget whose we are. See, the word of God is like a mirror that shows you what needs to be corrected. Have you ever gotten up in the morning, you look in the mirror, and there's some things wrong. Bedhead. Eye candy. You know who your real friends are when they'll tell you that you got something in your teeth. And, and so, but could you imagine checking your teeth after dinner and looking, and then there's like this big old thing of spinach in there, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool, and walking away and not doing anything about it? See, God's word, God's instruction has provided a traffic light for us. He said, look, it's okay to go. Oh, no, I need you to stop or proceed with caution. He's given us through his word. He's given us the instructions that we need to be successful, but we don't need to be like the guy that looks in the mirror, sees his bedhead, and thinks, ah, it's all right. We don't need to be that person. We need to allow the instruction of God. We need to give him our obedience. See, here's the thing. Jesus can't get our obedience by himself. If he did, he would be a puppet master. He would be a taskmaster. But we have free will. So our obedience is something that we have to give to him. It's not something that he can take. So this is a gift that you can give to Jesus. This is one of the things he wants, is he wants you to obey, just like any good father would. Look, he knows what's best for your life. He knows what you need. And when he says, this is right, this is wrong, this be careful with, it's not because he's trying to cramp your style or because he, he just wants to be mean and, and have you adhere to some kind of random uh, morals. It's because when he says stop, it's because not stopping will hurt. When he says go, it's because not going will hurt. And when he says proceed with caution... He gives you the yellow light. What does that mean? That means, look, pay close attention around you because it could get hairy. And so God wants our obedience this Christmas. Amen? Amen. All right, we got another present here. Eva, will you help me with this one, babe? Let's do this. Big, I like big presents. Y'all like the big presents? Yeah, let's open this one. Let's see what's in here. Hopefully this one isn't wrapped insanely good. Oh, yeah, we're doing better. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, okay, interesting. Let's get this side up right here. Okay. 
It's a thank you card. This is cool. And you open it up. It says, Dear God, I want to take a minute not to ask you for anything, but to simply say thank you for all that I have. Oh, it's a thank you card. How cool is that? You know, one of the things that God wants from us is our worship. Our worship. You know, worship is not a style of music. Did you know that? Worship's not a style of music. It's not like country, rock, pop, worship. It's not. Worship, worship is, a, is an expressed response to God's love. Isn't that easy? It's an expressed response. It's got to be expressed. It's, it's not just an internal response. It's an expressed response to God's love, to God's goodness, to God's mercy. And this is something that he wants from us. This is something that he doesn't already have. This is something that you can give to him that he doesn't already have. Psalm 150, verse 6, says this. says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I got a difficult question for you. Are you ready? Do you have breath? Yeah? If you don't, let us know very quickly. We need to pray for you right now. You have breath. Therefore, what are you asked to do? Praise the Lord. What what does that mean? Does it mean I have to sing on key? Does it mean I have to play an instrument? No. It just means you give him a daily thank you card. You wake up in the morning and you say, thank you, Lord. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't don't know how things are going to work out at work. I don't know what's going on with this situation, that situation. But thank you for loving me. Thank you for creating me. Thank you for being a God that I can trust. Thank you. That's worship. That's worship. And this is something that you can give Jesus that he doesn't already have. Is your worship. Worship is not optional in a healthy relationship. Interactivity, saying I love you is not optional in a healthy relationship. Could you imagine a guy who's been married for 10 years? His wife says I love you every single day and he never says it back. And you ask him, you say, why don't you ever say I love you to your wife? And he says, why should I? I married her. That doesn't work, does it, ladies? Why would it work then for God? Well, hey, I go to church. I mean, I'm sitting there in the seat while the music's going. I, I got this sticker on the car. I mean, isn't that enough? No. You got to worship. You got to tell him you love him. You got to praise him. We use music. You know why we use music in songs? Two reasons. One, because music is a spiritual medium. It, just like and what I mean by that is you hear it with your ears, but you also perceive it with your spirit. It, it, it contains spiritual information. That's why it's so important what you listen to. It, it's kind of like a painting. At the bottom of each painting, there's a signature of the artist. On music, there's the spiritual imprint of the artist. The A chord is not the A chord. I, I mean, it, one part, it can be a part of one song and be holy and anointed. It can be a part of another song, and it can bring you down and bring depression, anxiety, and fear into your life. So so notes and, and music is... is, is uh, it, it's, it's neutral until the artist places their imprint on it. 
And so that's why we use music, because the spiritual information is carried in music. Here's the other reason. So we can all do the same thing at the same time. Right? I mean, if we are all trying to sculpt to the Lord. <laughs> sculpt to the Lord with your hands. Let's use clay. <laughs> uh, that was off the cuff. I, I, I'm going to write that. Y'all write that down. Let me remember it. I mean, wh- why do we do any other type of art? I mean, we can do painting. We, but, but music is cool because the lyrics are up and we're all in unity worshiping him. Giving him a big old thank you card. This is what Jesus wants from you. All right, we got another present. Who's going to help me out this time? Isaac, come on, buddy. Let's do, let's do this one. Let's do another present. Now, be careful with this one. Yeah, this one has to stay upright. Cool, put it up here. Dear Jesus, help us. Yeah, you're doing good. Oh, wow. This one's weird. You're doing good, doing good. Great. Okay, we're just going to move this along. Hold this. This is a box full of trash. There's coffee grounds, there's banana peel. Something happened with that. I don't know what. Oh, we've got we've got some dryer lint. What in the world? Why would Jesus want something like this? Well, Jesus wants your trash. Part of wanting you, part of redeeming you, part of accepting you means the baggage that you carry as well. What do I mean by trash? I mean your sin. I mean your, your past, your wounds that cause you to act angrily, your hate, your faults. Your addictions, your wickedness, your, your, your willing indiscretions when you know what's right to do and you, you don't do it. You know what's wrong to do and you do it anyway. Jesus wants that as well. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, when Jesus came to the earth, there was an intended exchange. He came with a purpose. The kingdom of God was at hand. What does that mean? Outstretched arm. It was an invitation. It was an opportunity to to do this unfair exchange where we get to give him our trash and he gives us his righteousness. Here's the thing. He can't take this from you. You have to give it to him. This is a gift only you can give. 
You, you, your trash, your sin, your past, it's got to be surrendered. It's got to be released. And, and, I, and I know this is not a, a, a fun gift to open. I, I've been a part of, have you ever been a part of uh, white elephant gag gifts where you, you give each other? I, we, I was talking about this with Tiff the other night. Over the years, I just want to read you a list of things that we've gotten. A piece of sod. A severed gummy foot. A half-used container of birth control pills. And this one, this happened to me in high school, and I'm not making this up. We were, it was a bunch of students, and, and we did a gift exchange at, at my house. Someone put roadkill in a box. My mom freaked out. That's the worst gift that I've ever gotten, is roadkill in a box at one of those gift exchange things. And you know when you do the gift exchange, like you get something that's stupid, you're like, oh, and then someone next to you gets something that's great, and you're like, oh, I want to trade. And that's, that's the goal of White Elephant. That's the goal of Dirty Santa. That's the, the, the goal of these games is, is that we trade, we exchange, and we steal from the others. And here's the thing. You don't have to steal righteousness from God. He gives it freely. You get it by giving him your trash, your sin, your past. And you don't have to sit there wishing that you got a good present. You get a good present. But it's contingent on you giving him your trash. Giving him your trash. Got one more gift. Eva, you want to open it? They're fighting over who doesn't have to open it. Here we go, babe. One more. This is a nice box. Look at that. Cool. All right, what do we have here? Oh. It's you. There you are. Hey, over there. Hey, over there. Don't y'all look nice this morning? That's a mirror. What do you think God wants? He wants you, right? He wants you. This is the thing that you can give him that he doesn't already have, unless you've already given yourself to him. He wants you. He wants you. Let me, let me read you some scripture. James chapter 1, verse 18. I love this version. It's the New Living Translation. It says this. It says, he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. Who's the word of God? Jesus. And we, out of all creation, have become his prized possession. His prized possession. The New King James says uh, of first fruits. It was the first and the best you become the prized possession of the Lord. He set up this plan of redemption where he sent his son and he bought back what we had given away to the enemy. And we have become his prized position, possession. Think about this. Your redemption is God's dream come true. Whenever you decide, whenever you elect to follow him, to receive his grace and his mercy, you make God's dream come true. This is what this is all about. It's what the Christmas story is all about. 
When you walk in relationship with Jesus, you receive his righteousness by your faith. You're giving God the gift that he wants. That's what he wants from you. God, what do you want from me? He wants you. Yeah, but what about, no, we already gave him our trash. And he gave us his righteousness. And now we're in relationship and we're growing into maturity together. We're not performing for him. Uh, Listen, let me tell you, the best you can do is still not good enough. Sorry. It's not good enough. Ephesians chapter 2, it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. What is a masterpiece? It's not just a painting. It's not just any old painting. It's the best. It's the one that goes for millions of dollars at the auction. It's the pinnacle. It's the pride of the artist. That's you. This plan of redemption. This whole, a baby coming to earth, telling a bunch of shepherds, telling a bunch of foreigners, being, being laid in a manger in a feeding trough for animals. That's God's ultimate plan of redemption. This is his dream come true. You want to be his masterpiece. He wants you. This is his desire, is you. It says that we are his masterpiece when we're in Christ and we're doing the things he planned. Look, you want to make Jesus happy? Hide yourself in Christ. What does that mean? It means you believe that Jesus is the son of God. He came to wipe away your sin and to give you his righteousness. And the two of you together, empowered by the Holy Spirit, will learn the progression of holiness. That's what he wants. Some of us are, 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 are not giving all of ourselves to, to the Lord. We're not in Christ. We're, we're not walking according to the things that he planned. Do you know that God planned beforehand the things he wants you to do? Do you know that he said, he said, you know, that one right there. I like, I'm going to put giftings in that person right there, and I want them to use them, those giftings, for my glory. Do you know that there are people that only you can reach that you're uniquely qualified to reach. I can't do it. There's some people that won't even talk to me because I'm a pastor. As soon as they find out I'm a pastor, they're like, oh, they start scooting away. But you can talk to them. You have, you, you, you have unique qualities and giftings that God prepared for you beforehand. But guess what? He doesn't have this automatically. He only has it if you give it to him. You have to give yourself to him. Guys, Christmas was a rescue mission. The father sent his son, went behind enemy lines, and redeemed and rescued the people he so loved. And all these things, your obedience is for your benefit. Your worship is for your benefit. Giving him your trash for his righteousness is for your benefit. He is trying to rescue you from this world that we live in. This is what he wants. This is what Jesus wants. He wants you to receive the grace, receive the extended hand, receive the opportunity to enter the kingdom. And that's my question for you this morning. Is are you giving Jesus 
what he's asking for? Are you just buying some random stuff and saying, I'm, I'm sure this will, here, Jesus, here's a Bed Bath & Beyond gift card. Jesus doesn't need towels. He doesn't need pots and pans. He doesn't even need that ever so popular Christmas gift of the foot massager. that's at every CVS checkout. You know what I'm talking about? I bought those before. They're horrible. That says to the person that you gave it to, I don't, I don't know. I give up. Some of you are elbowing your spouse. Maybe I shouldn't go there. Give Jesus what he wants. He wants your obedience. Look, just do what he says to do. He's God. He made the whole thing. He, he, like, he knows how it works. Well, but I want to, okay, I get it. But what happens when someone runs a red light? It's going to be a wreck. What happens when someone sits at the green light? It's going to be a wreck. What happens when someone doesn't pay attention during the yellow light? It's going to be a wreck. This is why we have to heed his instructions. Give him your praise. Live a lifestyle oriented towards praising the Lord. Without regard to your circumstances, without regard to whether or not you got everything. Not, not being the little kid who gets the sweater they don't want from their great aunt and you, the parents make them say, thank you. Not like that. Come on, from a pure heart. Lord, I recognize everything's not how I want it to be. But you know what? I love you. I trust you. Thank you. Give him your trash this Christmas. He knows about it anyway. He knows it all anyway. He even knows about your trash that you think is not trash. Give give that to him because there's a great exchange he wants to make. It's a good deal. And give him yourself. Come on, give him yourself. You don't have anything else to give. There's nothing else. There's nothing else that he could use. Come on, give him yourself this Christmas. Let's stand for prayer. If the mess on the stage up here is driving you crazy, there's prayer just a little bit over here. No, we're going to get it cleaned up and rewrapped for second service. Not just not as taped up. Hey, I want you to do some business with the Lord. I want you to do some business with him. Come on, what are you giving him right now? Close your eyes. Just ask the Holy Spirit. What gifts have I been given the Lord? Have I been given Jesus what he wants? Or have I been given Jesus what I want? Just ask the Holy Spirit in your own voice, your own words. Thank you, Lord. Spirit, speak to us in this moment. Give us an accurate, realistic depiction of what's going on in our hearts. May we be honest with ourselves. I want to lead you in a prayer. 
where you repeat after me, and we're going to surrender this Christmas, and we're going to give the things that he really wants to him. So if you will, pray this prayer to me. Say, Lord Jesus, you gave me the ultimate gift, your blood and your presence, and I receive them. So I want to give back to you. But I realize I don't have much to give. So I give you my obedience. To the best of my ability, I'm going to do what you say to do. Holy Spirit, convict me when I get out of bounds. And I give you my worship. I have breath, so I'm going to praise the Lord. And I give you my trash, that baggage, my past, my sins, all my mistakes. I give it to you because you want to give me your forgiveness, your healing, and your righteousness. And Lord, lastly, I give you myself. It's all I have to offer. For whatever reason, You've declared I'm your prized possession and I'm your masterpiece. So I give you what you want this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tiff, will you close us out? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.